Hi, welcome to the McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast. I'm Ian. And I'm Gavin. And today we are reviewing Ernest Klein, Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One. That's right. But before we get into that, we should probably tell you that we are proudly sponsored by Green Room 136. Makers of fine urban carry gears, or purveyors of fine urban carry gears even. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they make all sorts of backpacks, bookcases. Basically anything you need. Anything you can put something Anything in. that you need. All kinds of sizes. If you uh, want something customized for yourself, they can do that too. Yeah. So if you need a DJ bag or a backpack or just somewhere to keep your coins and keys, go to greenroom136.com. And if you use the offer code MACYAP10, you can get a 10% discount on checkout. So what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Go get it. Stop listening to this shit. <laughs> Please don't stop listening to this shit. <laughs> and, buy your, and buy yourself a bag. Yeah. Okay, don't stop listening. Just put us on pause. Open a new tab. Open a new tab. And then, thanks to this movie, drink a tab as well. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> so, this is the big screen adaptation of the very, very very, very, very popular novel by Ernest Klein. The debut novel yeah. from Ernest Klein. His follow-up is not so great to hear. That's what I hear. That's what his, I hear. No, his, his follow-up is essentially The Last Starfighter. And, um, you know, it was announced pretty early on that uh, Steven Spielberg was going to be directing this. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it'd been... No, I, before, before it was uh, made official that Spielberg was going to be directing this. The rights the, had been bought for the, a long the, the, right, the rights had been bought, and there, there were some directors... Uh, there were some some directors' names being just like bandied about, just bandied about. And one of them was Christopher Nolan. One of them was that'd Peter, be a very different movie. One of them was Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, because you need a cinematic game changer, as the trailer said, was it? Yeah, the cinematic game changer. Oh, the pop, and it was the the, the, the the pop culture phenomenon. Yes, <laughs> which it kind of was. Yeah, which it kind of was. I mean, amongst amongst people who like this kind of shit, mm. you know, people who have read the book really, really. Did love you the read book. it? Did you read it close to when it came out or not? No, no, I read it ages ago. Yeah, oh, yeah, but, but close to when it, I read it just after. Oh, you mean like uh, when before when the, the book movie came, out, came out? Before the book came out. Like when, when the book came out, there was a competition to win a DeLorean because there's Easter eggs in the book. Mm-hmm. But I found out about that when I finished the book and it's on the last page and I looked it up and the competition had ended a week earlier. Right, right, I was right, pissed. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I think they had two DeLoreans they were giving away if you could find the Easter eggs, which led you to a website, which then you had to crack a code. Or you had to play, there was a game like Joe. I, I did not know about this game. Yeah. No, no I, just, I just read the book because I wanted to read the book. I had heard good things about it, yeah. and I was looking for something to read, and I read the book, and I loved the book. Yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed the book. It's only since they announced the film that the kind of backlash against the book has kind of kicked off, and a lot of people on Twitter were reposting certain segments of the book, and read in isolation, they don't read great. Right. Um, just like Read the, in isolation meaning like what? If you just read, if you just read that, say, that par- the two paragraphs where he's talking, where he's basically fetishizing the DeLorean, his Ghostbusters logo on the side, and his... Uh, kit uh, red light at the front and just the way it's written and described when you read that on its own without having the setup of the book mm-hmm. it's kind of like Ugh. but why would you do that I know but it, there, there, there's problematic elements you know, of the book people are just fucking assholes <laughs> you know what I mean? like, people are just like you know what about this man you read it on its own it doesn't read well it's like who gives a you don't you're not gonna read it yeah. you're not gonna read two isolated paragraphs of a fucking 300 page novel you're not you're just not gonna do that it was the best of times it was the worst of times lame opening basically basically this is this this is my thing, right? Like uh, how when I when it comes to choosing books, because I buy a lot of books I, I I'm not aware of. You know when I when I travel, you literally judge a book when I when I travel. I will go to the bookstore in the airport. Every airport's got one. Yeah, yeah. And I'll look at books and I'll look at the cover. I'll look at the title, 
and I'll be like, oh, you know, some sometimes, okay, like in the case of Stephen King, a writer that I trust, yeah. you know, I'll be like, oh shit, you know, how, how bad can it be? When, when it comes to writers that I know, I look at how thick the book is. Like Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz. He's very, you know, I, yeah. I'm surprisingly like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, you know. Hideaway is awesome, mm. <laughs> but you know it's like I, I look at when it's a when it's a writer that I know and a book that I, a book of theirs that I haven't read. I look at the size of it. Yeah. So if it's if it's like kind of like under the dome size, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. What's it that uh, Neil Gaiman says? The uh, definition of art is like the Sandman. If you put it all in one book, now you can actually brain a burglar with it. And if that's not a good definition of art, I don't know what is. Boom! Right there. <laughs> but I basically, if it's a book that I haven't heard of, it's a, if it's a writer that I haven't heard of, I'll take the book. I'll read the first. Two paragraphs on page one. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Sometimes. Seems like a seems like a winner. Seems like a winner. You know, and based on the based on the first couple of based on the first paragraph or the first couple of paragraphs, I'd be like, yeah, I want to know what happens next. Yeah, and I buy the book. Yeah. With this, it was just purely word of mouth. Yeah. Purely word of mouth, like you know, and and the funny thing about it was is that even though it's like full of eighties pop culture, and all, I didn't know any of that. No, neither did I. I didn't that know any of that. That only came afterwards. I just heard it's a, it's a it's a fun sci fi book. Yeah, yeah. And then when I started reading it, I'm like. Holy fucking shit. You know, and after, and as I was reading the book, I made a, this was literally as I was reading the book. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking like, there's sooner or later, this fucking movie's going to come out. Yeah. Like, you, I mean, but okay. When I, when I was reading the book, the movie rights had been sold, yeah. but Spielberg was not the official director. There was no, there was no director attached. Right. But what I did while reading the book, was that I made a spot of I, I made a I, I made a note of every single song that was mentioned and, <laughs> and made a Spotify playlist <laughs> of every single song. There is an official one now as well. I looked it up. There's a lot of rush. There's a lot of rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And God I missed I missed that in the movie. Mm-hmm. The rush stuff. Yeah, there's not there's not much. I don't know what they, I think Rush are pretty Tied about their stuff, they don't let it out. Like, yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of Rush on Spotify, and so after reading the book, I listened to a shitload of Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to, I listened to like all their shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. I mean, the movie does start with is it Van Halen jump? That's in there at some point. Yeah, but but that. But that's also in the trailer. Yeah. There's a lot more in the trailer. It's a lot more heinous. Another mm-hmm. example of marketing not doing a movie prior, but I probably should start talking about that now. Yeah. So what's this movie about, apart from two, two hours long? Um, it's the future, 2045. Yes. Basically, the world has gone to shit. Um, Everyone's taken refuge in an online virtual it, the, world. The, the, the world has gotten to a point where... It, it's not even about solving problems anymore. It's just about surviving. That's a nice line. I don't know if that's in the book, but that's, that's in the, that, that he says that, that in the, in the, in the, the thing book. as that well. That is in the book. That's yes. nice. That is in the book. I mean, not exactly the same, but, but yeah. some version of that. And this guy, James Halliday, played by Mark the, the great Mark, Mark Rylance, and uh, along, with his, uh, along with his partner, um, Odgan Morrow, played by Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg doing an American accent just sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so th- these two guys together, they created... The Oasis, which is basically a copyright lawyer's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> it's an online world where anyone can be anything. Yes. And you can go... You can choose any avatar. You can have anything you want. You want to ride the DeLorean, you can ride the DeLorean. You want, you want to, to play Minecraft, it, it has Minecraft. Yes. It has Minecraft yeah. for the very opening. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah, weird. Yeah. You want to do all of that shit. You, you want to climb Everest shit. with Batman. With Batman. Which is in the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. 
That's not in that's not in the book though. No, but no. it's a nice addition. But it's a nice little touch. And One thing I have noticed about the movie is that the movie is not necessarily confined to the eighties. No, they they do sort of open it up a yeah. little bit. Not not so much. No, not so much. Whereas the movie is just strictly. I mean, whereas the book is just strictly eighties pop culture. Yeah. Whereas the movie, whereas the movie does open it up just a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so uh, James Halliday, when he passes, he creates the Oasis. He becomes like the richest man on earth. Um, when he passes away, he hides an Easter egg somewhere in the world, and there's a series of clues and three keys you have to find. Yeah, and uh, this is—I mean—it was a very clever way to write a book set in the future and have it be obsessed about the stuff that he yeah. grew up with. Yeah, because in the book, I think it's longer than five years he's been dead. In the movie, it's five years, and it's like the idea was that pop culture on a global scale went nuts for the '80s again because the clues—the the, the clues hint—they're different clues, I think, as well in the book because the book has a different set of challenges. Yeah. yeah. But the clues are based upon his life and based upon his love of pop culture. So everyone becomes a pop culture expert. Everyone who comes out asshole at parties that you get stuck talking to who won't shut up about the Matrix. Yeah. In order to try and figure this out. Now, the, the, the heat has died down a bit. No one's found anything. The scoreboard yes. is empty. Yes. And Which is all faithful to the book. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wade Watts finds out how to get the first key and the race is on. To Wade Watts, played by Ty Sheridan, uh, who I loved in the movie Joe, the very under underseen, underappreciated Nicolas Cage movie Joe. Oh yeah. Amazing fucking movie. Ty Sheridan's amazing in it. I like Ty Sheridan. He's, he also, he's, a, he's also Cyclops. He's, yeah. he's also the new Cyclops in the in the X-Men films. And it lumbered with the fucking eye goggles and not much to do in those movies yet. Yes, yes, yes. Hopefully he gets to do something in Dark Phoenix. Yeah. That's later this year. And his avatar's name is uh, Parzival. Parzival. And uh, he's joined by Artemis, uh, played by Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook, I know her from uh, Bates Motel. Oh, okay. And um, I mean, she was also in that indie film that had that long ass title that I can't remember, but she's uh, also really, really good in that. Hmm. And he's also joined by his friend H, H, who's just a big fucking monster Frankenstein looking dude. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, 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 the first, I had heard from another podcast being worried that the three challenges were three races. And the first challenge is a race, mm-hmm. but it's not a race. No. And I did like that. This is a fun movie. It is very fun. And they've changed a lot. And when they say, like, when we say only Spielberg could get this made, there's an element of that which is the rights to get things cleared. Like, like, like he did with Roger Rabbit. Only Spielberg could get Warner Brothers and Disney to put their characters in the same movie. Yeah. Which now has a whole different con- connotation if they do it now <laughs> than if they do it back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there is an element of that. But also, I... I, 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 I I don't think that he kind of like you know distractedly directs his like more popcorn movies like um, like what's it from Jane Silent Bob was it what's the director of Goodwill Hunting? Oh, uh, Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. It's not like he's just counting his money. I don't think that's Spielberg. No, actually, actually, anything. If if anything, the the opposite is true. I think that as Spielberg gets older, he he's becoming more. A, a little bit more maverickish, a little bit more daredevilish, because because he's at that point where he needs to keep challenging himself. He yeah. needs to keep pushing himself. And, and the challenge there, there are, he's not, he's not fucking Coppola. No, you know I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, who's just, just like I'd love to direct the movie, but shit, my my vineyard, my wine, yeah, <laughs> you know, my wine, my shit, my vineyard, my wine. Can I direct and drink my wine at the same time? Because that's what my last few movies yeah. look like. No, but with Spielberg, every movie that he does. Um, you do you you never forget that you are. This is a master. He is a master yeah. filmmaker. You know, like you know, he, he, all of the stuff that he's done recently. I mean, like, I, okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see BFG. Oh, it was okay, but uh, it wasn't great. 
You know, but like watching Bridge of Spies, like just that opening sequence. Watching him make the post while in post on this movie. Yeah. He just, it's like one have, of the quickest turnarounds ever. And have, we, you seen, have you seen the post? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. It's great. It's great. And it's like, <laughs> this is something he did in his spare time. And it's weird <laughs> as well. Like, I mean, it takes a while to get going at the first, like you're in Nam and stuff. You don't know what yeah. the fuck's going yeah, on. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah, takes yeah, a while yeah, to get yeah. going. And Meryl Streep's performance is like... In the Michael Bay version of this, she's a hard as nails publisher. But isn't this? She's just kind of a soft, soft-hearted heiress who's like finally discovering her metal in her li- later life. Yeah, and it's like that's a story you see, and it works. He makes it all sing. Only Spielberg can make Tom Hanks smoke cigarettes on screen. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> I've never ever seen Tom Hanks. Surprise, Jesse Plemons. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see Jesse Plemons turn up something what, now. What, what, what uh, amazed me most about the post is like, did he just decide like, I only want comedy people in this movie? Yeah. Because look, there's Fat David Cross. You got Fat David Cross. You got fucking, you know, the, uh, Bob, Bob Odenkirk. You the, got uh, the other guy, the other lawyer guy who's from... Zach Woods. Zach, Zach Woods. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like... <laughs> anyway, so... You know, I, 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 you got Bradley Whitford as an evil villain again. Yeah, I mean, I would never write off Spielberg. No. Never, ever write off Spielberg. And More fool if you do. And this movie is incredibly fun. Yes. If you are a fan of the book, if you, okay, if you're a fan of the book and if, if you're a big fan of the book, you may be a little disappointed with some of the changes that they make. Hmm. Because as a fan of the book, there are certain things in there while reading the book where I'm like, I have to see how they do this in a film. Yeah. Like, I fucking have to. But you also, know, on the flip side of that, Watching somebody recreate war games for half an hour, 20 minutes is not going to be fun. Well, should we just like go straight into spoilers? Or? No, we'll talk about it a bit first, I think. No, <laughs> but, we're, 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 but not really. But I mean, like in the book, you know, Parzival has to reenact Matthew Broderick's role. In, in war games. In war games. And that he has to do the whole thing and get every line right and everything. And yeah. that's not going to work in the film. Oh, uh, but... But I was so out of everything in the book. That was one of the things yeah. I was most looking forward to seeing. But they replaced it with something good. They replaced it with something awesome. Yeah. They did. They did. They did. But I still really would have loved to have seen how they did that. So Ernest Klein worked on the script with Zach Penn. So yes. I presume he's all on board all the changes. Zach Penn. Made. You'll remember him from such classics as Last Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> did um, you see the Jack Slater thing? Yes. In the race, there's a sign yes. that says Jack yes, Slater. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> nice. But not only that. The trailers kind of undersell this element of it because it's basically 80, 60% animated movie. Yes. Because it's all taking place, most of it's taking place in the in, Oasis. In the Oasis, yeah. And yeah. while it's it looks weird, it's supposed to look weird. The characters yeah. aren't supposed to be photorealistic. Yeah. But it, like, that workshop looks like a workshop. Yeah, yeah. Like that works really well. And the other thing he did was take the spotlight a little bit away from Wayne and turn it into an 80s kids against the evil corporate villain movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it was BMX, I was, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah, yeah. So, and I, from the moment the like they have a really nice title treatment mm-hmm. for the posters and stuff like that, yeah, they don't use that in the movie. Mm-hmm. The movie opens with white text in a re- minorly retro font that just says "Ready Player One," yeah, and that music's playing, and it's like that's just it feels like a movie from the eighties, yeah, not just a movie referencing the eighties. It's not yeah. like they're doing like a, a oh no 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 wink no, wink. Yeah, it yeah. feels like it, those great kids movies used to watch. Yeah, yeah, and that I think is is probably a bigger part of Spielberg's involvement. Yeah, because that is a departure from the book. Yeah, that is a massive departure from the book. The book is not like that. It is not about a group of kids. Yeah. going after the evil evil corporation. I mean, there are a group of kids who go after it. Yeah. But it doesn't end up that way, whereas in this one, it ends up that way, where yeah. it is this core group of kids together. And they're all, great. Always together. Yeah. And again, like it's, there, there is some of that in the book, 
but the book sort of goes off into an entirely different uh, direction as well. Yeah. Um, you know, even to do with uh, the the was it the um, the AOI the the, the AOI yeah. AOI the I- innovation I-O-I. online industries or whatever. Yeah, because in the book, in the book, like uh, Wade goes and he goes and goes in there when he doesn't do that in, the, in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They and so they they flip it in a really nice way. So yeah. They keep the soul of the book really well, but they also make it constantly surprising for yes. those who no, no, no. The, fans. The, the, the spirit of the book is alive and well. It's a really, really good adaptation. It is a very, very good adaptation. My main complaint um, is to do with tone. Uh, in the sense that, and I'm speaking as someone who loved the book. Yeah. Not as like a regular, I mean like, if you haven't read the book, you will not give a shit about any of this. Yeah, it's still a fun movie. Yeah, it's still a fun movie. But the book had... The book kind of gave you the impression that a lot more was at stake. Yeah. And there was a lot more of a thriller element to the book. Yeah. Like he goes on, Wade goes on the run essentially. Yeah, yeah. Like, but by the time you get to the halfway point in the book, the book becomes quite. There's, it, there's a lot, it's, it's more than moderate threat. Yeah, it's more than a moderate threat. I mean, like, shit gets really real and lives are at stake and you really sort of feel that. And it becomes a thriller. Yeah. This movie never turns into a thriller. No. But it, it, but it is, uh, my girlfriend was squeezing my arm through the whole third act because they're so close and there's kind of tension of what's what's going on. And it, that, that works really well your, as well. Your, your girlfriend's opinion holds no weight here because your girlfriend gasps at everything. Yeah. I was sitting next to her. I was sitting next to her. I was sitting next to her and I was listening to her react to stuff and I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like... It's like you're gonna. <laughs> she'll she'll gasp at the opening of a letter. Hey, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, there might be anthrax in there. <laughs> Anytime you know someone's walking down the street, someone's hand grabs the shoulder. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's I, I love your girlfriend, but her 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 opinion carries no weight in this dojo. I'm she, sorry. She hasn't had a she hasn't had a lifetime of horror movies to deaden her nerves. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can imagine my wife watching this and going, "I'm gonna fucking kill you." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's just uh, really enjoyable really funny the jokes land a lot surprisingly as well I mean considering he's on the outs with Hollywood at the moment TJ Miller mm. everything he said everything he said was like, funny every single every- thing he's like a henchman guy who just like constantly cuts the evil tone with yeah. some banter and it's just it's great and also like the way he sort of uh, looks the way he sort of looks you keep waiting for something really threatening and he's just like Got like a muscle cramp. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, uh, like, he's like, how are you, Arrock? Later on, it's like, how are you, Arrock? He's like, how is everything? He's like, I think I really got to go to the chiropractor, man. He's like, no, I mean, our evil plan to take over the world. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I was surprised because TJ Miller's a little hit and miss. Yeah. And recently, he's been more misses than not. I mean, he, he left Silicon Valley of his own free will to mm-hmm. do like the. He, he, he was like. He was on the Nerdist podcast thing talking about, like, if I get to go and parachute into the London premiere of the Emoji movie, that's a thing I want to do. And then it's like, well, that's a shit movie. And there's been some Me Too kind of stuff around him. He's not yeah, being, yeah, 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 to people. Yeah. And now he's drinking a lot. And his stand-up recently has been really weird. Mm. And he's going through a rough, rough period of time. But he had said about Steven Spielberg saying, like really liked him and has other projects with to do with him and stuff. Maybe that's gone away now. But who knows? He's, he's great. great in this. Ben Mendelsohn's great. Ben Mendelsohn, nope. Ben Mendelsohn is like, uh, he's one of these guys like, you know, he plays uh, Sorrento, the main... Yeah, Nolan uh, Sorrento, the main no, villain. The, the main villain. And one thing I got to say about Ben Mendelsohn is like, nobody plays an asshole like Ben no. Mendelsohn. 
He's great. He's great. And I got to shout out to uh, Hannah John Kamen, who is finale. Was it finale Zandor? Yeah. I don't know. Is she in the book? I don't think so. I, I don't remember her. No, from, she's from, from Killjoys, which I always find her English accent weird there. But uh, in this, she gives I, good I, I don't. I don't remember her character from the book. But there's this one bit uh, where she's chasing after them in, 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 uh, while they're in the van. And, yeah. And they sort of... Did, you know, they, they get rid of her in a way, and the way it's shot, fuck, it looks painful. Yeah, <laughs> like rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, that looked painful. But, uh, yeah, I mean, to finish up the review segment, it's like, yeah, it, it works. It really works. And the audience we saw with was laughing at the right moments as well. Yeah. And that was a mixed crowd as well. There were, like, yeah. older guys from BFM there. There was kids in there. And everyone seemed to be having a really good time. No, it's a very, very fun film. Um, and it really does show you, like, it's the first film that Spielberg's done since Tintin mm. that that you really get a sense like this is a there's not many people who know how to stage a chase sequence or an action sequence the yeah. way that the way that Spielberg does he's he's just a master he's just a master filmmaker you know it's like that that crazy epic uh, in tin, in the Tintin film the, that, the bike chase yeah yeah that that crazy epic bike chase yeah. and, and you start thinking to yourself man this is the fucking director of Indiana Jones yeah you know this is the this is what Crystal Skull should have been yeah you know and, did he direct and, Crystal Skull no he did he did yeah, yeah. you know that's like you know a minor we don't bit. talk about that you know but you watch this movie and you think to yourself this is the Spielberg I grew up watching yeah you know it's it's got that it's got that level of energy and, and you know inventiveness that uh, just sort of blows you away, particularly in the action sequences, particularly when 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 the stakes are high and, and things are like and when they are in giant, just striding across a field. You know, because you got these big sort of battles, and you, but at the same time, you know, you don't necessarily uh, associate Spielberg with those things. Actually, that's more of a Peter Jackson thing. Yeah, that's a Lord you know? of Rings thing. But when you get to the sort of um, you know the, the the intimate action sequences that are intercut with with intimate things with with another character who's trying to help them out, but the other character is also under threat. Yeah, that is the stuff that Spielberg excels at. He's and like he, an ex, he's like a master watchmaker, and it just everything fits in. Yeah, just and right. It just it just works. I mean, it's such a fun movie. The, my only complaints with this film have entirely to do with things in the book that I loved I would have liked to have seen in the film. Yeah. And even then, I, I'll admit that I'm not even sure it would have worked in, in the movie. Mm. I just wanted to see how they were going to do it. Yeah. You know? Like the War Games thing? You're probably right. Maybe it wouldn't have worked. I just wanted to see them try. You just want to see young Matthew Broderick's face just like in a mirror or something? I just wanted to see them try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. You know, and... And because the first time I read it, I like I remember thinking to myself, "Fuck War Games! I love War Games! Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that movie! I love a Whopper!" You know? Wouldn't you like to play a, a game. game of yeah. chess? Mm. No, let's play global Th- thermal <laughs> nuclear, nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. yeah, to sum up a review segment, uh, fans of the book should love it. If you haven't read the book, go see it anyway. It's a fun pop culture ride with a, with a great adventure. And again, we talked about I think off mic about. Kids' movies and children's movies. Yeah. And I think this is a great children's movie in that it apply, applies to all ages. I think it's not... I think it's a great family movie. Yeah. It's a Spielberg. It's really good, solid... Like, it's it's an amazing family film in the sense that there is something in there. Like, the kids will get off on all the other shit. The action the, but, adventure. But the parents will just be basking in a wave of nostalgia. Mm. There is something in there... Like, I defy you to find anyone to watch this movie and for them to say, no, I didn't recognize anything. Yeah. Like... You can't help it. You can't help There's it. There's a 1960s Batmobile in there. Exactly. Prominently. Exactly. At the beginning of the movie. It's like, yes. <laughs> Let's go to spoilers. Hello. 
If you're watching this, I'm dead. Yeah, so the challenge has changed quite a bit. I, I, I did miss the that element of Wade being so dirt poor he can't even go in the Oasis. I did miss that a little bit. And you were talking about the, 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 the threat. Like, the ending of the book as well is like, we're going to use this money for good. Yeah. Which is, I, I thought it lost that a bit. And we also lost Fat Wade. Yeah, like uh, the like Ty Sheridan doesn't is not how Wade is in the book. Yeah, because like, he starts off as a fat kid, but it's only when his uh, guardians are killed and he goes on the run. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He gets a proper exercise rig and yeah, gets yeah. a full and, Viore, and he, and he starts he, to get in shape. Yeah, he starts to get in shape. Yeah. yeah, and I think that was a nice element of the book. I mean, the things with Artemis as well were a bit cre- skeevy in the book, but they they, they no, work out nicely as well. No, like, but also in the book, like with Parsifal and Artemis, like Wade and and, and Samantha. Like in the movie, their relationship comes together really fast. Yeah, it does very fast. Like yeah. really fast. In the book, it's nowhere near as fast as that. Yeah, but that's book versus whatever. I mean, you got to build up like show and Daito a little bit, and and, and also, did you remember I Rock from the book? Not really, but I, I'm in that sweet spot with books when book to movies. I try to be in that sweet spot. It was for me with Lord of the Rings. Like I came out of the first Lord of the Rings movie thinking this is great, and I was perfectly happy until someone reminded me of Tom Bombadil, and then I was mad at Tom Bombadil like all over again, but also happy he wasn't in the movie. No, but I mean, like, no, I got no problem with it. I'm just, I was just like, when he came on, I was just trying to remember, was he in the book? The, when I saw it in the subtitles, the, the weird, like, hacker spelling yeah, yeah, yeah. looked familiar. It looked familiar, but I couldn't quite fucking remember it. But also, what I missed uh, from the book was the way they sort of set up all of the fucking different characters. Because, like, characters like Sho and Daito... You know, they don't, they don't like, come together so quickly, you no. know? I mean, like, they're... There's, like, they're very quickly introduced on the Doom plan. It's like, hey, is that Sho and Daito? Yeah. <laughs> whereas it, whereas in, in the book, it's like, it takes a little while. And I, and I kind of miss that. Well, I think the whole thing is compressed for a movie. Like I said, it's not five years. You know, it's, it's compressed, but it's still two hours and 20 minutes. Mm. But it didn't feel... You said it didn't earlier, feel it. It didn't, it didn't feel, feel like that it. at all. It didn't feel 20 minutes. It didn't feel two hours and 20 minutes. So they do replace War Games with The Shining. Yep. Which and, is great. Which was, like, I gasped. For that one I was like yeah. I can't believe they're doing the fucking shining yeah and it looks amazing it looks great and it looks great and then you have this giant war beast dude walking through it and it looks perfectly and, fine and and but the war beast is like I hate scary movies yeah, I, haven't, shining scary? I, haven't, I haven't seen this I haven't seen this then suddenly and, but what's great is is that everyone's in on the joke yes everyone's in on the joke so when you see the two twin the twins girls, and, they, like, and they, when they get in the lift you're like don't press the button don't press the button and then all the fucking blood comes out I was I was expecting to see Jack somewhere when they when they when, they, when, they're being, when he's being chased through the maze and no, but I'm, I'm very glad that we didn't see him because yeah. you can't replicate. Fucking... Well, you know, you can they do that your own Robert Downey shit and fucking yeah, but they movies. had Robert Downey in order no, to do that properly. They would need Jack Nicholson, I guess. Yeah, but that was a very inventive, cool scene as well with like going from scene to scene, like the axes swinging for them. Like I was hoping that they would see like you know Shelley Duvall or something. Yeah. Oh, I thought when the axe coming through the wall, I thought something interesting would come through. But they yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, just yeah. took the axes and ran with it. And yeah, yeah, away yeah. From the face. But but this has one of the because be- it's PG thirteen, right? Was and it? I was going to ask. Could you see the? the I can't no, remember. It's, it's, it's PG thirteen, and in PG thirteen, you're only allowed one fuck. Yes. And they used it beautifully. When in this was that film. again? I remember it. But it's fucking Chucky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in the in the Oasis, you've got all these like special weapons, and someone's like here, throw this. And then, I like that. I don't remember that in the book them describing selecting their inventory, but they just get a small version and throw it. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's in the book. It's just a really nice. It works really well there visually, and it's when they're the, going through the it's weapons, it's the only use of the word "fuck" in the film, and it's genius. Where like they just release Chucky, and Chucky's just it's killing like the stabbing shit. folks in the head, and, and then he goes on this one guy, and this one guy's like, "It's fucking Chucky." It's like before you before you're gonna get killed. It's like that that realization is like, "Oh my god, it's Chucky." Chucky, Chucky yeah. But the major difference that they did um, 
Right. With this one, the main sort of thing that they change with this one is that, particularly in the in the final battle, mm -hmm. is that if you die, you die. Well, you Whereas, lose your shit. No, 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 no. In in the book, when 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 uh, when Sho and, and Daito go after go after no uh, go after uh, Sorrento. Uh, Sorrento, when they die, they fucking die. Like the character, the, the characters die. Like in the book, they die. Well, one of them gets thrown out a window or something, right? Like they get they get killed in the real world. You, you don't if you die in the Oasis, you don't die in the real world. It's not the Matrix. Yeah, no, no, no. But uh, those two characters die. Mm. Oh yeah, they don't in this. That's, that that adds to the whole Cage thing, the high mm. five going on. Yeah, and also in the in the book, like Wade Watts, he goes and he goes and he works there, and that's how he sort of like infiltrates. Yeah. The whole thing, but in this one they switch it, so it's he is uh, he's a, a virtual conference call and sees Nolan Sarandos password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the password on the thing, you could tell the IT guys in the audience were laughing at that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Every fucking idiot does that. They need a password, not a fucking post-it note on their computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's again, it's just a small little touch that just like they didn't even draw attention to it. They just you see it on the side. It's just funny, and then he looks at it later when he's logging in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just a really yeah, nice yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, did you notice the swordfish? From Cowboy Bebop? I did. And they had like the small version and they had the big version in the back. Oh, I didn't know It was that. further back behind the Iron Giant. I had it on. I was like, it's again, you can see them. They got to clear certain rights. They got to figure out what they can get. Like there's some that they very clearly do. Like, oh, look, it's the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, and they yeah. had the Valley Forge as well. Yeah, which yeah, was a yeah. Nice touch. And also Iron Giant, uh, um, she wasn't building an Iron Giant in the, uh, in mm. the book. What was, it, what was she building? Could she she was, I can't remember because yeah, he used Ultraman I didn't use that Yeah, and that shot from the trailer of, of the Gundam doing the fucking yeah, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. like that's the cool moment yeah and then uh, I really like the design of uh, Sorrento's uh, avatar as well it's kind of like a Clark yeah. Kent and, and it looks like him yeah it looks it's like, like it's it, weird it's, looking it's the, it's the only avatar in the film that looks like Ben Mendelsohn the, the character it looks like the actor who's playing him yeah, yeah. yeah it looks like this weird sort of Clark Duke, Kent. Duke Nukem Clark Kent in a suit kind yeah, of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, it's like a metal suit kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a nice look. I, one thing that I love that I don't think I even thought about in the books is just like large swaths of IOA employees getting wiped out in the virtual world mm -hmm. and they cut to the real world and you see all their virtual rigs going red and they're just slumping forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just look really nice and got across and, the and, thing. And it was really nice the way that they intercut that like with yeah. the stuff that was happening in the Oasis. Like when you see people getting stabbed by Chucky because the real world yeah. and their hands are up or something. Yeah. Or and, that guy and, the great, and the great thing with The Shining where it's like all of the all of the, uh, the IOA guys are like Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a room full of people <laughs> screaming <laughs> the axe. The what I love the best was at the end when like the, the last challenge is Atari twenty six hundred. So there's just the guy standing in the real world like he's holding a controller, but he's not holding anything. <laughs> and he's just like like this, like hunched over his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, but, and there was also a nice moment with all of the um, with all of the uh, James Halliday scholars. Oh yeah. Where, towards the end, they don't give a fuck. No, they they're just, just like massive nerds. They, they're they like, just, go get him, man. Go get it. That's just a nice again. That's that Spielberg touch. Is that nice cutting back to these guys? It's like, oh my god, he's doing it. Oh my god, it's live streaming. Oh, my. they even mentioned Twitch, which is weird. <laughs> like Twitch is the live streaming platform of now. I don't know if those will be around in twenty forty five, but yeah. Nah, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I wanna. I do wanna I'm, see it again. I'm looking forward to seeing it again because I do think it is. It is one of the, like, especially for people like us. Yeah, it is one people of those have a movies. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> movies like no i mean like you know fucking nerds yeah <laughs> you just want to watch it just to capture all the things that you got because the screening that we saw i don't know if it was the screening or it was the screen the screen was a bit dark because yeah the, the the colors in the film it is a little monochromatic it's not as colorful as i would have liked it to have been did you know they shot the real world in birmingham because only that level of filth can come from birmingham oh really yeah <laughs>
<laughs> if you want, like, it's like we don't need to spend. We're spending all our money on the effects in the real world, so are in the virtual world. So we want to. What's the most depressing place on earth? Uh-huh. Yeah, let's go to Birmingham. Yeah, let's go chuck, chuck some brummies. Yeah. That worked really well. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I did like in the credits as well. Have you seen as like this lame tattoo guy? Mm-hmm. That's what he's actually credited as lame tattoo guy. Brackets Reb, which is a nice touch. I thought. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's fun. I, I do. I, I'm interested to see how it does, though, because the marketing's been iffy. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of buzz, mm. you know, like uh, surrounding it. Because so, most of what people have seen, of like, I mean, they weren't foregrounding Parsifal as much in the virtual characters. Well, I think, I think, it, I think it'll open in the mid range. I think it'll probably open to about thirty million, and maybe word of mouth, we'll something get it like that. But I think, I think it'll have good legs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do want to see it again. I saw like the serenity, the serenity from Firefly passes in front of the screen when they're yeah. doing the no, motorships. I, I, I that shot alone is going to take weeks to decipher. Yeah, no, I mean, I cannot wait to see this on IMAX. Yeah, because yeah, there's just so much to take in. The I same did, way it was in the book. You're just reading it in the book, and you're just thinking to yourself, "Fuck, man, how are they going to do this?" Mm. And I remember saying to Trina, "I was like." I have no idea how they're going to do this. Yeah, but even they use it in a nice way. Like the fact that they have the Master Chief from Halo in there. And most yeah. people are like, oh, it's the Halo guy. That's all they yeah. think. Yeah. But it's a joke because there's like five Halo guys all identical running and going, yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it looks funny. It looks great. And then beside them, there's Battle, I think there's Battletoads in there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. they also pepper it with like made up shit as well to make it And work. I love how they use Bill and Ted as, yes. as a fucking that, yeah that's not in the book right? it's not in like, the book we no. gotta go backwards real fast like Bill and Ted did yeah yeah but that's not in the book and no. I just love how they do that and you and you forget like the first Bill and Ted is an 80s movie yeah they just pepper it with so much goodness awesome you probably should have seen it again so we'd have more to talk about in spoilers but yeah mm-hmm. I did. There was like a moment at the at the end when she punches Soretto in well, the also, car. Well, also, well, there's a musical cue. The music is one thing we should talk about as well because it's. Uh, we're talking about Uma Bahir and like Uma said, it was driving him crazy because they're not using like the Back to the Future theme. Reminiscent, of it. yes, yeah, yeah. He yeah. said like it was Mark Silvestri and uh, John Williams fighting with each other in a music shop. Alan, Alan, Alan Silvestri, because it feels like they're like there's just there's there's enough hints. They, of they things. basically just use the last sort of like thing, like, like yeah, that, like that thing, just to sort of. You know, like identify that it's a Back to the Future thing. But I noticed like, at one point that it was like, "Wait, this is original music, and it's still pretty good fits." Mm. But there's this whole sort of thing in the third act of the book that is not in the film at all, which I was a little disappointed by, and it's to do with um, Morrow's character, it's to do with Simon Pegg's character. Yeah. In the book, there's this whole fucking thing about them having to go to his because he's a recluse. Oh yeah, and he gives them sanctuary. He's, he's a recluse, and he gives them sanctuary. Whereas yeah. in this one. There's none of that. Yeah. None of that at all. And he just pops up at the end. It's like, oh, I've been watching all along. Yes. That, that felt a little cheap, the, the extra yeah, coin. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the extra coin is in the book. I looked at the Wikipedia yeah, yeah, page yeah, as well, yeah, but it's yeah, playing yeah. Pac-Man on the yeah. Summer yeah, Planet. Yeah, with the extra life. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking of Scott Pilgrim at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Go check it out. I hope it does well. I don't want sequels. I just want to see more well, like you, this. They can't have a sequel. No. There's no sequel to this. I know. But I mean, I would like to see it deserves more of this filmmaking from Steven Spielberg. It deserves to do well. Yes. And I hope does. it does. Yeah. So when you get to see it, let us know what you thought. You can email us on podcast at McGeffin Fries. Or you can uh, reach us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm Gav- at GavYap on Twitter, at GavYap77 on Instagram. I'm at McNasty Prime across all platforms. Or you can uh, follow the McGeffin Fries uh, Instagram page at, at McGeffin Fries. Yeah, we'll put up some pictures. Yeah. Mm. 
thanks for listening uh, and be awesome to each other and ex- be excellent to each <laughs> be other be excellent to each other <laughs> I'll edit that bit out alright